Hello. And sorry for for being such a mess. <laughs> so um, I'm Panilla, and um, my name means small rock. Pear is the cliff, and Nilla is the small. And I'm just saying that to start off with the fact that there is a story behind everything. Another story, if we just care to ask. And this is what I support organizations and individuals in doing. I saw some people from Visit Skåne here. You're here, right? Yes. So you will recognize this space that we are starting, where we are starting. This is a muddy field behind my house. And uh, let's land there about 10 years ago. It's uh, dark and rainy, late October, and no sane person would venture outside and definitely not play football. But the people who are doing just that this particular afternoon are maybe not exactly what you would call sane. It's me and my five sons. And we have dragged out this construction light that I have no idea why we own, but it gives us enough light so that we can see each other and part of the field. And who are we? Well, we have Franz, who has Down syndrome, who's not really into playing, but he loves to decide things. So he's the judge. So he just calls out things randomly, like 23, and we're like, yes, judge, or green, yes, judge. Uh, so he gets to decide things. And then we have Rufus, he's pretty good at football, and so is Andrea. I'm absolutely crap, but I'm there and I'm playing along. And uh, then we have Hannes, who has high-functioning autism, and he does not like that we are not playing by the rules. So he breaks down in tears of rage once in a while and is coaxed back into the game with free cakes and chocolate. Uh, I'm not sure what that has taught him about life, but it worked in that particular situation. So you could view this as a football game. Which is it, which it is, but also as a training camp for negotiating complexity, innovation, and harvesting heterogeneity. When we learn things with our hearts, we make things complicated and then we play our way out of it. Our lives are full of these opportunities to create a mess, explore it, and leave it wiser. And a neurodiverse football game is just one way of doing it. Nothing in our lives are insignificant. It is in the everyday that people, dreams and ideas are linked. And it is there we find these tunnels, like wind tunnels, that connect the smallest detail with the system where we live. I'm here to speak to you about how the matters of the heart can take us to the heart of the matter. And how the wisdom of the mind is a lot about positions and order, and the wisdom of the heart is more about relationships.
and how we access places and spaces within ourselves and others that otherwise remain untouched. It's the wisdom of the heart that allow us to understand how we can work together, not in the linear, we know what to do way, but more in a sort of curling motion of trying and failing and playing. When I had the nerves in my right hand damaged during a surgery, part of the training that I was taught to get my right hand to start feeling things again and being able to function was to lovingly stroke my left hand with my right hand so that my right hand would learn what it was like to feel because my left hand knew what it was like to feel. This is an actual thing. And it worked. By lovingly stroking my left hand, my right hand popped back eventually and started to work. So everything exists in relationship and models itself on something else. Now, we here in this part of the world, in this particular place, in the paradigm of the individual achievement over the collective effort, have constructed institutions that complement our individual achievements and uh, tell us a sort of loose, loose instruction. Be original but uh, not uh, too original. Not in a way that uh, disturbs the general order. Uh, stand out of the crowd, uh, but not in a way that push or provoke others to change, because we don't have space for that. Innovate, uh, but not in a radical way, because then we need to take care of that, and we don't have a department for that. So. You know, stay in the box. Inspire a little bit, but then we're going to move on with the other things on the agenda. So uh, here we are in this uh, crazy dystopian TV series, have all come to life. And uh, we are in the pickle of everything we never thought would happen that actually happens. And we desperately need something else. We need to be original and innovate and stand out and inspire in a radical way. And we need the collective effort. How do you find the collective heart? Well, the first rule is that of listening. A 12-year-old girl that I met in a class where I talked about storytelling, she told me that when someone listens to you, it's like a light starts to ch shine inside your chest. But when no one listens, it just gets dark inside of you. And for years, I carried this image of the darkness inside. And 
then I realized that the brilliance of it was that when someone stops listening and you are unheard, you also become invisible to yourself. So when we are not heard, we can't speak. We can't find our own knowledge, our own language. We need others to listen, to find the wisdom of what we have to say. One way of arranging a play date between heart and brain is to let the heart take the lead for a change. Normally, it's more of a, okay, heart, you can come out and play now. Uh, the grown-ups are done talking. But when we actually allow the heart out, it can help us to understand where we are. And when we understand and experience where we are, it's not that we get rid of all the anxiety, but it allows us to approach it with more curiosity. Maria Puigi de la Casa has talked about the power of the question, how are you, if we take it seriously. We give each other a moment to catch our breath and check in and be interested. How are you? How would you like to proceed with this day? Would you like to move with caution? Uh, how are you based on today? Would you like to interact with the world? Maybe you want to build something without talking. What is it inside you that beckons to be heard? When I have researched how leaders experience complex situations, muddled situations, where the agenda is all over the place or obscured, they all say it starts in the body. It's like a rash you can't understand. And this rash gets you irritated or forgetful and the most common deduction is that I'm not really doing my job well. Imagine if we had spaces where we could share, what is your rash today? Unpicking that together and really using it as a shared resource that it is. We can do that. We can give each other time and listen with that heart. Listening is, as you know, the highest form of time traveling since it asks us back to the present situation all the time, again and again. And when we are in the present situation, listening, we are in the best laboratory of them all, a conversation where mind and heart can work together. This quote was by my desk for many years and what it means is that when we think about something that is not yet here, it already is here as a portal, as a gateway, as halfway inside that door of another world. There are two ways of playing, and the way that the heart thinks is through play. One way is to imagine other worlds, and the other way is to explore the world as it is, in its most miniature detail. And we know what that is like, because we have all eaten snow from our mittens. And we have all been standing somewhere in a super uncomfortable position for a very long time, because we agreed that I would be here so that we could explore what it's like. We know what it's like to be invested in something, not because it's comfortable or even understandable, just because it's interesting with this snow on my mitten. 
really tastes weird. I gotta try again. Because we've been five, and we've been eight, and we've been ten. And even if we were complete loners, like me, uh, spending most of the time in our own heads, we still played. And we played by thinking about the world like an instrument that we could just jam on. And it is, and we can, with our imagination. Or another way of putting it, we all start out as artists. So another place, 25 years ago, I had directed my first play. Someone in the audience have decided that this is not going to happen. It's a group of uh, 15, 17 years, 17 year olds. If any one of you have uh, worked with theater for teenagers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sitting behind the audience. I'm sweating profusely. And the actors are struggling uh, through the noise from the audience. It is most often the case, there's one person that is sort of the, the engine of this. And one of the actresses come to her monologue about my dream partner. And she walks out into the audience and she leans over this guy and she delivers her whole monologue down into his face and she talks about how he should be witty and imaginative and uh, curious and you know. And he's frozen <laughs> like this. And then when she's done and come back up, he stands up and he does this gesture of victory. And then he sits down and he says, uh, shut up everybody, it's theater. Isn't that the most remarkable comment? Shut up, everybody's theater. So imagination and reality are not opposed. We look at one through the other, and there is where we find ourselves and magically each other. So how do we practice the matters of the heart? We uh, listen, we ask real questions, not the ones we were brought up with, two plus two, but questions that we don't know the answer to and where we want to stay, or this one. Other questions, questions that we can live in. We explore different ways of expressing that, which is hard to describe. We write silly poems, and then we read them to each other. And we lean into ambivalence and resistance, and we are curious of what hides inside. We break the endless, endless circle of shuffling around information and start having conversations instead. We stop believing in the one model of having a process, a project, and work with multitudes. We invite vulnerability. We try out every idea. Even if it's just a small scenario exercise, we just try it out. And most importantly, we admit that we are lost and that that is the perfect place to find new paths. We are part of so many webs, the digital web, the ecological web, our own complex physicality. So uh, please, just put your hand on the person next to you. Just make sure you have the, your hand on someone. You decide where you think is a proper, proper place to place it. I'm not going to interfere with that. Okay, good. You did good. Keep it there. Keep it there. Now, close your eyes if you dare and keep your hand where it is and just feel that amazing life in your hand. 
the life that is in the palm of your hand and sense the web that you are now in this space making together, the immense ability of this web, the magic. Mm, 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 exactly. <laughs> can, you, can you help her? Can you put your hand on her? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now uh, come back, open your eyes and look around you. Look around you and see all the things that all the people around you are. The children they are, the artists they are, the makers they are, the dreamers they are. You decide among yourself how long you want to keep your hand on each other. <laughs> and now look at me and see all the things that I am. Thank you for holding me in your attention. Peace, radical hope, and joyful weirdness to you all. Thank you.